Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the last episode of Talking France for the year 2022. We will be dedicating this episode to looking ahead at what's in store for France and everyone living here in the coming year. Will there be surprise elections? Will there be unsurprising street protests in France? There will certainly be price rises and we'll explain just exactly what will cost you more in France in 2023 and perhaps what will cost you less. There will also be big changes for travel, especially for non-EU arrivals in France. And we'll find out whether 2023 will be a good year for public holidays. And next year, we'll also offer up some things to really look forward to in France, including the Rugby World Cup. I'm Ben McPartland, and I'll be joined by the dynamic, diligent and always chirpy team at the local France. I'm getting rude gestures made to me as we speak by editor Emma Pearson and Genevieve Mansfield. Hi, guys. Emma, Jen, 2022 has been an eventful year in France. We had the 2022 presidential election, of course, which is probably the big story of the year. Before we look at 2023, do you guys have one highlight from the last year? Yeah, mine was a bit of a personal highlight, actually, in that I managed to pass a genuine French exam. I first of all figured out how the Mon Confirmation works, which is the money that the French government gives to employees for extra training. And then I signed on to a French course. I did the French course. I learned all of the really scary grammar, although I'm still not 100% sure how the subjunctive works. But at the end of it, I passed my exam. So I now have my B2 certificate, which you can use for all sorts of official purposes. And it didn't cost me a centime. So thank you to the French government for that. Incredible achievement there, Emma. Well done. Jen? I think my personal highlight would be that I started my first journalism job here at the local, so that's exciting. But on a French culture, exciting things that have happened in 2022, I really enjoyed the Fête la Musique this year. So that's definitely a highlight for me. Uh, that's the music festival that happens every summer and it goes all night long and there's people playing instruments out on the street and I had a lot of fun this year, so that's a highlight. It's really fun. What was your highlight, Ben? Oh, you put me on the spot there. I wasn't expecting this. Okay, very quickly, I guess finally. Finally, I think it probably was nothing to do with France, I'm afraid, although it is to do with living here. I got my Irish passport through, which gives me freedom of movement, which allows me to kind of be a bit, although I've got, you know, the right to stay in France, the Irish passport gives me the right to perhaps move anywhere in Europe. So it really is post-Brexit settlement. I'm very grateful to the Irish. These kind of get it. But now I need to psych myself up for aiming for becoming a French citizen. I really want to vote in the next presidential election. That is my vow. Yeah, well, you've got till 2027 to do this. Yeah. We're good to go. Also, guys, the most exciting thing that happened in 2022, we started this podcast. Ah, yeah. That's true. And look, we should probably ask listeners here, at this point, now you mentioned the podcast, we're always interested in feedback. Please get in touch. Email us at news at the local.fr, either Emma, Ben, or Jen, let us know what you think of it. Let us know if you think we can improve it. And next year we'll be back with a new series and uh, we will take on board any feedback you give us. But thanks to you all for listening this year. Right, before we look at 2023, I just want to know a bit more about a French tradition that happens right at the end of the year, New Year's Eve, Every year, loads of cars get burned. It happens every year. New Year's Day, the police publish a list of how many cars were burned the previous year. It just feels 
a bit strange, this. I've been, you know, writing about it every New Year's Day almost for years. Emma, why do they burn cars in France on New Year's Eve? Well, I'm not sure about calling it a French tradition. That kind of makes it sound more cultural than it is. But yes, sometimes in certain areas, cars do get burned on New Year's Eve. The police don't actually publish a region-by-region breakdown anymore. They used to, but it turned out that this was fueling like, competition between gangs to burn out cars, so they don't publish that anymore. It's a bit of a weird one, really. It seems to have started in the east of the country, in Strasbourg, and it's certainly more prevalent in Strasbourg, Grenoble, that sort of area. It's disaffected youth in city centres, I think, taking their New Year celebrations just a bit too far. Uh, But yes, it does happen in France, although it seems to be happening less than it did before. It certainly didn't happen very much the last two years, but obviously the last two years, New Year celebrations were very muted because of the pandemic and restrictions. So I guess we'll see whether it's back. Yeah, I will be sticking my car in an underground safe car park, I think, over New Year's Eve. Okay, we should move on to more serious topics. Looking ahead to 2023, Where should we start? Should we start with politics? Emma, could we see elections next year in France? Riots? Street protests? Um, Great question. Let's start with elections. There are no elections planned for next year. No presidential, parliamentary, regional, municipal or European elections are scheduled in France. So normally that would mean no, because elections in France are run on a pretty set schedule. It's not like the UK where prime ministers call elections for political advantage. Normally in France, you know when the election is going to be. But next year could be the exception. And that's because of the quite unusual situation in the French parliament. So just to recap very briefly, Emmanuel Macron back in April, 2022, he won re-election as the president, but then in June, his party lost its absolute majority in parliament. So he's now a president without the majority he needs to get legislation passed. And in this circumstance, the president can, if he chooses, call new parliamentary elections in order, obviously, to try and get a majority, and then he can start implementing all of these new policy ideas that he has. So, to be clear, it's not at all certain that this will happen, and it would be a massive gamble for Macron if it did, but it is possible. Macron has said that if the parliament passes a motion of no confidence in his Prime Minister Elizabeth Bourne, he will dissolve it and call new elections. So far, eight no confidence motions have been tabled, but none have passed. Let's imagine he does call elections. Is there any idea how they would turn out? Well, no, it's very unclear. It would be a massive gamble for Macron because, yes, he might do better and get more MPs, but he might do worse and end up with a no majority at all in the parliament. But it's really not clear whether either the leftist Noop alliance or Marine Le Pen's far right would do any better than they did in June either. So you've got this sort of three-way standoff where none of the parties are really sure whether they actually want new elections or whether they'd benefit for them. But I think one thing is certain that whether we actually have elections or not, you're certainly going to hear a lot of talk about elections. Okay, and it should be, well, it's a good time to bring in our politics expert, John Litchfield, who I asked to make a prediction for what might happen in 2023. John, I'm going to put you on the spot. If you were to predict one thing in French politics for 2023, what would it be? That uh, the pension reform will pass before March and that the the Republicans will vote for it, uh, or enough of them to get it through, uh, that then the far right will accuse them of being the stooges of the government in the establishment all along, and Sicciati will have a great difficulty in in sort of balancing on that uh, line between being more radical on the right and being more responsible and and passing reforms and proposals that need to be passed by the parliament. then everything will go into a bit of a, a kind of lull because if 
Macron gets that reform through. There are other things he wants to do, but nothing as flagship as that. And he then will face a choice between whether he muddles through the next four years of, of his second and last term in this strange way with a, with a split parliament, or whether he at some point decides that he has a chance of winning an election and calls one. I've been saying that he probably will by the end of next year. I'm not so confident of that now, but that is going to be one of the big questions of next year as to whether we have another election. As uh, as Brenda from Bordeaux might say, um, sometime next autumn, I would say. Yes, excellent. Thank you, John. Thanks for your time again, and happy New Year to you. Same to you and all the listeners. Emma, it's been a fairly quiet end of the year in terms of protests in France. Now, we know the unions are threatening to kind of mobilise in January. What's your prediction for the year ahead or the months ahead in terms of protests and social unrest? Well, predicting protests and strikes in France is usually a pretty fair bet. There'll, there'll be something. But the issue that's likely to raise its head in January is the pension reform that Emmanuel Macron has planned. This is one of the things that he wants to get through Parliament. It's a far-reaching reform that simplifies France's pension system, but it also would raise the retirement age from 62 up to 65, and it is wildly unpopular, not just with opposition politicians. Unions hate it. About 80% of French in polls say that they're against it, and unions have already said that they're ready to mobilise, i.e. start protesting and strikes, as soon as the detailed plans are revealed. Now, these were going to be revealed in the middle of December, but they're now scheduled for January 10th. So I think it's a fairly safe bet to say that once those are revealed, there are likely to be some strikes and demos. And just to add to the, the general mood of what the French call ralable, or a, a general sense of being fed up, for 2023, there's also going to be all sorts of items are going to see their prices rise uh, from the beginning of 2023. Now, Jen, let's turn to prices. We've been riding a lot on the local in recent weeks and months about what's the prices of things going up, fuel, energy, food. Tell us what's going to happen next year. What's in store for households in France? Yeah, so life is going to be a bit more expensive in France in 2023 amid the cost of living crisis and rising inflation. And unfortunately, a lot of this does have to do with the removal or the relaxation of government controls on prices. So the first are gas and electricity bills. So starting in January, gas bills will be able to rise a maximum of 15% higher than they were previously and electricity bills will be able to rise up a maximum of 15% as well. So practically speaking, for the average household, this would represent an increase of about 20 euro a month. So the price of food has also already been increasing due to inflation, um, and we're expecting to see that continuing to increase in 2023. Uh, so for example, for preserved fruits and vegetables, the head of Ile Clerc, which is a popular supermarket chain in France, said that he expected to see prices rise by about 20% in the new year. And then for animal products like meat, fish, cheese, and coffee. These are also expected to rise by a decent amount, so about 15% for those animal products and about 10% higher for coffee. And of course, as food becomes more expensive, so does eating out in restaurants and bars. Okay, what about travel? Yeah, so travel is also going to get more expensive. We're looking at train tickets going up in price specifically. So for people living in the Paris region, the monthly Navigo Pass is expected to rise to 84 euro and 10 cents. And then individual tickets, that's price per ride, is also going to go up most likely from about 1 euro 90, which is the current price, to 2 euro 30. And then when it comes to traveling by TGV or regional trains, uh, those are the trains that you take to get from Paris to Bordeaux, for example. We're also looking at costlier travel with an average ticket rise of about 5%. Okay, 
what about, is there anything that is going to reduce in price next year? I've been speaking to quite a few estate agents who tell me that property prices are going to go down, especially in Paris. Have we got any news on that? Yes. So there are, like you said, there are a few things that are going to drop in price. The first being property. So on average last month, France's 10 biggest cities saw a 0.1% fall in property prices. Now that might not seem like a large fall, but it is an indicative one, according to property experts. And over the past three months, property prices have gone down in 18 of France's largest towns and cities. So to property agents, they're expecting that France is entering a downward cycle, uh, and then that is spreading to all of France's major cities. Thanks for that, Jen. Emma, one of the big talking points on the local towards the end of 2022 has been the future introduction of this EES border system for controls coming into France and the EU for non-EU arrivals. Tell us more about it and what's going to happen next year. Well, it's scheduled to happen in May, unless the EU decides to postpone it again, which it has done a couple of times already. But it is, like you say, going to make a big difference for travel into France from non-EU countries like, say, the UK, the US, Australia. So EES stands for Entry and Exit System. And it's basically just a more secure way of doing passport checks at the border. They'll involve facial scans, they'll involve fingerprints. It's significant for non-EU citizens who are resident in France because they're not covered by it. And so we need to remember not to use automated passport gates. But it's also particularly significant for travel between France and the UK. And that's because there's a very real fear on both sides of the channel that these longer and more detailed checks are going to lead to more long queues at channel ports such as Dover. I hear that discussions are going on at both the political level and the technical level about this and sort of talking about how these queues can be avoided. But as as things stand at the moment, the boss of the Port of Dover says that he fears tailbacks throughout Kent um, once this comes into effect in May. So obviously we hope that there'll be a way found to work to avoid this happening. Indeed, and you can find a huge amount of information on EES on our website at thelocal.fr. Okay, let's move on to something we are all looking forward to next year. I guess we should start with you, Emma. You've been chatting about this a lot in the office over recent months. What is it in 2023 that you're looking forward to? It's the World Cup. I Hold on, we've just had the World Cup. I, I understand there was some little football tournament that was happening this year, but next year is the actual World Cup, as in the Rugby World Cup, and it's being held right here in France. It's going to be in September, October 2023. It's being spread out all over the country. There are matches in nine cities, Bordeaux, Lille, Lyon, Nantes, Nice, Toulouse, Marseille, Saint-Étienne and of course in Paris at the Stade de France. I think it's going to be amazing. I was at an international match down in Marseille a few weeks ago which the French Federation was kind of using as a sort of practice event for the World Cup and the atmosphere was amazing so I'm going to predict this will be a great event. There are also loads of groups and organisations who are putting on sort of World Cup events and screenings so even if you don't manage to secure tickets you'll still be able to watch along and if you're not a rugby fan I really urge you to give it a try during the World Cup. Not only is it a very exciting sport but the experience for the fans is really good. Trouble between fans is vanishingly rare at rugby so the fans you're all in together the opposing teams there's no huge police operations there's no stress you can have a drink while you watch the game it's just a really fun and lively atmosphere so if you don't already love rugby then maybe you will learn to next year of course all the thuggery in violence in rugby takes place on the pitch doesn't it exactly that's the best bit about it what what about tickets for this there's been a lot of talk about paris olympics tickets which we've done articles about what about rugby world cup tickets hmm yeah tricky i've spent many many hours 
customers staring at the refreshing screen on the Federation site. Tickets are already on sale, but they're going on sale in tranches. So, so far, I've not been very successful in getting tickets. I've completely failed to get tickets for France matches, which is what I wanted. But I have managed to get some tickets for a Scotland game, which is taking place down in Nice in September. So I will combine rugby fun with maybe a little beach time down in Nice, which I think will be good. That sounds like a great little trip. Jen, tell us what you're looking forward to in 2023. So I'm really looking forward to doing some biking. In 2021, France built at least 14,000 kilometers of new bike lanes across the country as part of the National Plan Vélo. And in 2023, there's going to be an additional 250 million that are spent on investing in the French bike infrastructure across the country. So generally, I'm looking forward to that. But on a personal level, I'm really excited about potentially taking a trip around the coast of Brittany. So we're still in the talking stages here. We're either going to do a hike, uh, which is the GR34. Uh, That's a really popular hiking path that follows the coast if you're not familiar with it. Or if we're on bike, we're going to do the Chemin des Douaniers, which more or less follows the hiking path. Um, It's also called Route 5 or Route 5 if you look it up on the Brittany Tourism website. And it's really beautiful. If you're interested in doing the biking version, though, you should keep in mind that some of the route is still being constructed. As we mentioned, you know, France is really building up the bike infrastructure these days. So you might have to get out of the bike lanes at some points, but there's still a decent amount to be done. And yeah, just a lot more biking in the future. Mm. Okay, yeah, there should be some new bike lanes being uh, implemented in Paris next year, we hope. It's all slightly chaotic on some of the bike lanes at the moment, but there's lots of talk of new expanded bike lanes. Okay, I guess we should talk about what I'm looking forward to next year. I think we're probably all looking forward to this next year, but one of the things we look for every year is the calendar of public holidays in France. Let's talk you through them. Now, the first one of the year is, of course, which one? January the 1st? It's not great this year. San Silvestre. Yeah, it falls on a Sunday. Not great because we know in public in France, in public holidays, if they fall on a weekend, we don't get them, basically. You kind of lose them. However, guys, when it comes to May, it's a bonanza. May the 1st, Monday. May the 8th, Monday. May the 18th is a Thursday, so we get to do the... Faire le pont. Faire le pont, exactly. May the 29th, a Monday. That is four long weekends in May. That is fantastic. That is going to be very good. Although we should say that the uh, the May 29th is Pentecost, which not everybody gets off. Some people have this really attractive option where they work as normal and don't get paid and give their money to charity. But at the local, we like to do charity work in our own time. So we will be taking <laughs> that as a day off. What charity work do you do, Emma? Oh, loads. I, I can't go into it here. I'm too modest. Fair enough. We should run through the just the rest of the public holiday calendar for the year. July the 14th, Bastide Day is on a Friday. Another long weekend. August the 15th, that one Right in the middle of the summer is on a Tuesday. Another chance to faire le pont. November the 1st, Wednesday, day off in the middle of the week. We lose November the 11th, guys. We've had it for the last few years. It's on a Saturday. We're not getting it this year. However, we will get Christmas in 2023. It is on a Monday. Fantastic. Good news or what? It looks like a good year for public holidays. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. It brings us to the end of... Talking France for the year 2022. We should thank all our listeners who've tuned in over recent months. This podcast started with the presidential election back in April and it's continued through. We've had four series, I think, so far. The number of listeners each week is going up. Please spread the word. If you think someone will like tuning in, finding out exactly what's going on in France, then spread the word about Talking France. And we'll be back with a new series in the new year. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Emma. Thanks, Jen.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.